Section 27 of the Watergate Report, Volume 2. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Final Report of the Senate Select Committee on Presidential Campaign Activities, Volume 2, Section 27. G. March 24th. The dairymen returned to Washington from Louisville on the morning of the 24th. That day, Space contributed $25,000, and Adept pledged $50,000 to Republican committees. By the end of the 24th, a key meeting at which Kalmbach was informed of the link between the price support increase and the $2 million pledge was held preliminary to the announcement of the increase the next day. 1. $75,000 from Space and Adept the louisville airport meeting was followed the next day by an immediate twenty five thousand dollar contribution and a pledge of an additional fifty thousand dollars on the twenty fourth hanman hurriedly checked with other mid-am officials and then pledged fifty thousand dollars to be contributed in the next several weeks after the receipt of the loan discussed at the airport meeting in the meantime di officials took steps to contribute their twenty five thousand dollars that day after the meeting in the louisville airport Elijah went home, slept for several hours, and then went to the D.I. offices later that morning, where he told Ben Morgan and John Moser of the airport meeting. That day, Jim Mueller, the space trustee, wrote five checks, each for $5,000, to five Republican committees, and the checks were taken by plane to Washington by a D.I. employee and delivered to Marion Harrison. There is a dispute in the testimony as to whether the $25,000 contribution was the result of the airport meeting with Ampey and Mid-Am. Elijah says that it was not. He claims he talked to Moser on the 23rd, after the meeting with the President, about making a contribution to the Republican members of Congress to encourage them to support price legislation, although he did not indicate that there was any discussion of a $25,000 contribution. He says that on the 24th he discussed the question with Morgan, who agreed to a contribution of $20,000 or $25,000, the largest contribution by space to that time, and who then authorized Mueller to issue the checks. However, Morgan contradicted Elijah by saying in a staff interview that he did not determine the amount of the contribution and he does not know who did. Elijah stated that the $25,000 was to be used to purchase tickets to the $1,000-a-plate kickoff 1972 Republican dinner, which was the subject of Colson's memorandum concerning an anticipated $100,000 dinner contribution. Elijah explained that a messenger was sent to Washington to assure that the D.I. people who were in Washington to attend the dinner received their tickets. However, Although $25,000 was contributed, only 10 tickets were received. Nelson, Parr, and Lilly, in sworn statements, have stated that the space contribution on the 24th resulted from their meeting with Elijah. Nelson, who was not in Washington for part of the day on the 24th, stated that someone from DI probably contacted Parr that day to notify him of the contribution. 2. 5.30 p.m. Ehrlichman-Kalmbach Meeting Kalmbach flew to Washington from California on March 24th, and, upon arriving, he immediately met with Ehrlichman at their scheduled 5.30 p.m. meeting, at which he was briefed on his various meetings in Washington scheduled for that evening and the next day. According to Kalmbach, at the 5.30 meeting with Mr. Ehrlichman, 
he advised me that i would be meeting with mr shotner and mr nelson later that evening at which time a reaffirmation of the two million dollar pledge would be received therefore whereas the identity of the participants and purpose of the late-night meeting on the twenty fourth had not been finalized or at least communicated to kalmbach on march twenty third when kalmbach included the meeting on his agenda they were apparently set by five thirty p m on the twenty fourth after the milk producer contribution activity late on the twenty third and on the twenty fourth ehrlichman was asked about his knowledge of the relationship between milk producer contributions and governmental action they desired mr sanders did you learn at any time that ampi had pledged funds of any size for the re-election of the president in return for some specific favorable governmental action mr ehrlichman no mr sanders or that they did in return for some favorable governmental action mr ehrlichman no three kickoff nineteen seventy two republican dinner a large contingent from the dairy co-ops including nelson and parr attended the kickoff nineteen seventy two republican dinner on the evening of the twenty fourth at the washington hilton parr testified that at first he had not wanted to contribute to the republicans or attend the dinner explaining i never did like to help anybody who was going to be against me on the other hand parr readily agreed that he would have wanted to support them if they acted favorably toward the dairymen parr said that at some point prior to the dinner nelson and harrison told him that he and the other co-op people should attend the dinner nelson and parr testified that at the dinner page belcher who was then the ranking minority member of the house agriculture committee was telling everyone present that the administration was going to announce a price support increase belcher was not the dairyman's only source of information on the price support decision that night shortly after the dinner nelson apparently was notified again by shotner as he had been the day before that there was going to be an increase and according to kalmbach that it was linked to milk producer contributions four shotner nelson kalmbach meeting shotner in a staff interview and later nelson and kalmbach in sworn testimony before the select committee each acknowledged that they met after the dinner on the twenty fourth and discussed milk producer contributions because of the significance of the meeting and of variations and in some instances contradictions between the accounts the three versions are set out separately in some detail a shotner's account according to shotner the meeting was precipitated by ehrlichman but its purpose was not to discuss contributions shotner says that at the dinner on the twenty fourth ehrlichman told him that colson was unhappy with harrison and hillings representing the milk producers and that colson wanted nothing more to do with the dairyman as long as he had to work through harrison and hillings shotner says he had talked to colson directly about this matter and colson's unhappiness stemmed from the language in the hillings letter to the president in december nineteen seventy shotner told ehrlichman that as counsel to the harrison firm he could not take full responsibility for the client away from harrison but he did agree to help work with colson ehrlichman then asked shotner to meet with nelson and kalmbach the next morning the twenty fifth to tell nelson of the new arrangement shotner said he couldn't because he was leaving for california but that he would do so upon his return as related by shotner Ehrlichman indicated that it couldn't be put off, and asked Schotner to meet with them that night. Schotner agreed, and at the dinner told Nelson, let's get together with Kalmbach to talk about the milk decision, and then informed Kalmbach. 
he says he also told harrison of the arrangement Shotner says that he did not think ehrlichman's request was unusual he explained that he thought it would have been inappropriate for a government official presumably ehrlichman or colson to be present when Shotner met with nelson to discuss a change of counsel following the dinner Shotner met with nelson in the lobby of the madison hotel where kalmbach was staying they waited for perhaps as long as a half hour or an hour before obtaining the correct telephone number to kalmbach's room and finally around eleven thirty or midnight met kalmbach in his room kalmbach was already in his robe and the meeting was short the substance of the meeting consisted of the following conversation mr Shotner, harold it's no criticism of marion harrison or pat hillings maybe they don't like the way they comb their hair but there's bad feeling between colson and marion and pat so they want me to represent you in dairy matters unless you object mr nelson okay mr Shotner, herb is that your understanding mr kalmbach yes mr nelson we had a satisfactory meeting with the president and we appreciate it we contribute to both democrats and republicans if we want to contribute to republicans how should we do so mr Shotner, harrison is still your attorney for such matters and he'll give you the names of committees Shotner says the meeting ended he went home and the next day flew to california Shotner insists that Ehrlichman did not tell him anything concerning the price support decision, and he did not learn of the reversal until it was publicly announced on the 25th. The question arises, then, as to why the attendance of Kalmbach, the president's chief fundraiser, was necessary to meeting for a change in Derryman's counsel. Why, also, was a change in counsel necessary on the evening of the 24th, if the new counsel, Schotner, was leaving for California for the last few days in March, just prior to the new milk marketing year, when milk producer efforts for an increase would presumably be greatest. Schotner's account is contradicted in several material respects by Nelson and Kalmbach. B. Nelson's Account Nelson says he was first notified by Schotner of the 11 p.m. meeting when Schotner called him on the 23rd, and not at the dinner on the 24th, as Schotner said according to nelson the express purpose of the meeting was to discuss arranging committees for the two million dollars pledged by the dairyman and that he knew that he was expected to reaffirm that pledge although nelson says that he did not understand that a price support announcement was conditioned on reaffirmation of the pledge nelson concedes that Shotner discussed price supports and contributions with him during the march twenty third telephone call preparatory to the eleven p m meeting on the twenty fourth and as already discussed above the late-night flight to louisville to arrange for dairy commitments of hundreds of thousands of dollars was triggered by Shotner's notice to nelson of the possible though not certain price support increase as for the eleven p m meeting nelson like Shotner, says that they waited in the lobby of the madison hotel for some time before seeing kalmbach however he testified to an important additional fact he believes that while they were waiting Shotner again told Nelson that a price support increase looked favorable. Shotner wasn't guessing, but he also admonished Nelson not to count on it until it was absolutely done, that it could not happen. Nelson assumed that Shotner had obtained his information from him, the president, or somebody very close to the president. They met with Kalmbach after midnight. Nelson says he told Kalmbach that he was prepared to go forward with the contribution, and Shotner 
put it on kalmbach about getting names of the committees and he said he would nelson concurred and the meeting ended contrary to shotner's account nelson remembers no mention at the meeting of colson harrison or hillings or the meeting with the president and says he was not aware of any dispute between colson and the harrison firm nelson denied that there was any remark at the meeting that linked the reaffirmation and the expected announcement mr sanders do you have any recollection of any remarks by shotner which conditioned the anticipated announcement on any reaffirmation from you mr nelson no i feel certain that he didn't mr sanders did he indicate to you that the price support decision was linked to this reaffirmation you were to make mr nelson no mr sanders did you have any understanding on the twenty-third that the price support decision might not come about if the reaffirmation was not made mr nelson no with respect to his overall understanding of any relations and the price support decision nelson testified mr sanders did you at any time articulate any promise to any official of the nixon administration or the nixon re-election effort to make a certain amount of money available for the re-election of the president in return for an increase in milk price supports mr nelson no sir mr sanders do you have knowledge that anyone else in ampi did so mr nelson no sir mr sanders do you have knowledge that any official of any other dairy co-op or trust did so mr nelson no sir mr sanders there would be a difference between making the contributions in the way of gratitude for action taken by the administration as opposed to making the payments in fulfillment of an obligation mr nelson that is right there is a matter of semantics involved there too there is no obligation to fulfill because of the price support increase mr sanders at any time since march twenty fourth nineteen seventy one have you been apprised by any responsible official in the nixon administration or re-election effort that any action taken by you on march twenty fourth nineteen seventy one or any representations made by you on that day resulted in the price increase the increase in the support level the following day mr nelson no however nelson assumed that an unwillingness on his part to go forward with the contributions would have an adverse effect on the price support matter he testified mr sanders was anything articulated by shotner or kalmbach to lead you to this conclusion mr nelson no i think it would have certainly cast a cloud on our credibility had we then said no we won't make the contribution i think they would have been fully justified in saying we don't want any more conversations with you about anything mr sanders but that was purely subjective mr nelson right mr weitz you felt that a failure to reaffirm would have had an adverse effect was it not true that the meeting was to notify you or inform you of the status of the price support matter and at the same time try to move forward on the pledge mr nelson yes mr weitz did that have some influence on your feeling that there might be an adverse impact if you refused mr nelson oh certainly with respect to what nelson considered his alternatives he replied mr sanders when you made that reaffirmation that night 
did you consider that it would be reversible if the next day or the next few days there had not been an increase mr nelson no sir but he explained that we were perfectly willing to make the contributions we knew and he knew that we were interested in matters other than just the price support decision we weren't in any position to say if you don't do this we're not going to make the contribution end of section twenty seven